You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. We made it. It's the last week for the book of Revelation for three years. You can now rejoice. <laughs> at least I will. I know, like, even this week as I was sitting at an annual conference, I, I was looking at the scripture and thinking, man, I'm glad this is the last week. I'm tired of John and his island of Patmos and the visions that God gave to him. I'm, I'm tired of talking about the end of the world. I, I'm just tired about talking about all these things that we've been talking about the last few weeks. You know, I want to remind you that, that the book of Revelation is a letter written uh, in a prophetic and... Op- op- I almost had it. Prophetic and apocalyptic style... Thank God it's over. <laughs> to those that would hear that God's life-giving actions will re- prevail. And that Roman power and violence are not the ultimate. And they do not have the last word. That in the end, God wins. And so for the last few weeks, we've talked about, if you remember in the first week, Shanna reminded you that through the book of Revelation, we find that hope is alive because love is on the throne. And then I invited you to let your amens be a so be it to God. And then I invited you to be a stretcher bearer for someone in your life or in the community. And then I reminded you that we have exactly what we need to bring in the new heaven and the new earth. And then last week, I encouraged you to be the light of Christ. So let's one more time dive in to the book of Revelation. We turn to chapter 22, and I'm just, we're just going to read verse 21 together. And so let's read this together. I actually put it up on the screen for you. Let's read this together. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Let's read that again. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. What a way to end the book. Kind of the end. But is it? Like, I think these words here are words of comfort, words of hope, words of reminding you that no matter what happens, no matter what chaos may ensue, that the grace of the Lord Jesus be with us. And so in the midst of tragedy and storm, which we as Oklahomans can definitely speak to over these last few weeks, the best thing that we can say is that the best of all, God is with us. Remember John Wesley's last words? If you don't remember, it's on the back of those green t-shirts that we made a few years ago. But I love that song. Maybe you've had this song in your head, this entire sermon series from R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Do we? 
I mean, if we have ourselves in the right place, if we're centered and prepared, no matter what is to come before us, we should feel fine. Because the grace of the Lord Jesus is with us. If we're centered and focused upon God and upon Jesus, the end of the world doesn't matter because we know it will be fine. Right? Or are we so caught up in those other things? Are we so forward-thinking that we, we, we think we know what's going to happen? Or, or maybe we're not looking in the future. Maybe we're so hung up on the past that we forget that God is with us, leading us forward, moving us into new places, stretching us from what we knew, and leading us into places of hope and to growing closer to God. Or maybe we're just so scared. Because we're afraid it is the end of the world. And that's scary. But you know, for years, I mean, not just years, like decades and centuries, people have been predicting the end of the world. In 960, Bernard, um, a German theologian, calculated in 992 was the year of the end of the world. And as time, uh, that time approached, panic ensued. Anybody remember what happened in 1999? There were people that stockpiled food for ages, and actually some of those people are still getting rid of that food that they held on to almost 19 years ago. Because in 1999, people thought the world was going to end because computers couldn't compute the 2000 change. Time and time again, people have read the Bible and said that this was going to be the end of the world. In 1874, Charles Tuzay Russell, the founder of the sect that later became known as the Jehovah's Witness, concluded that the second coming had already taken place, and he declared that 40, year, that 40 years or 1914 to enter into his faith or be destroyed. That date was later modified as 1914 came and passed. Maybe you were hung up on Nostradamus' prediction of the Martian invasion or the 18th century French prophetess who established the year 2000 as the end of the world. See, this has been happening. There's actually an end of the world for uh, June 9th, someone has predicted, by the way. And the reason why I know this is because at annual conference, sometimes you lose focus. And Google becomes your best friend. So what did I Google? I Googled events for the end of the world. And you can imagine what Wikipedia had to share with me. Give me a long, dignified list of when predictions have been made for the end of the world. Be ready, there's one predicted for June 9th. But you know, if we're centered and we're focused upon God and we're living in the mission that God has called before us, God is with us. What more do we have to fear? If God is our Alpha and our Omega, we have nothing to fear. And so if June 9th comes around and we're still all here come that following Sunday, let's celebrate and give thanks to God who gave us another day. But we're not done yet. The mission field still has a lot of work to do. And so when annual conference made the call for churches to um, offer up their space to help those flood disaster teams that, were, that are coming, that are coming today and, and, and going to be here for a very long time, I mean, 
already texted Jeremy and his staff saying, hey, Tahlequah First will be right there. I didn't think we needed to call an ad council meeting. I didn't think we needed to take it to a vote. We have the space to host teams who are helping those who have seen the end of their world as they know it, and they're not doing fine. But those people that are going to come into our community and and be with us, uh, they're they're going to be sharing God's love. Just like those that we're sending out into mission this week, uh, they're going to go and and experience Sager Brown to help maybe provide buckets and hygiene kits and all the other things that Sager Brown does to help transform the world. So does it stretch us? You bet. Does it make things difficult for us? Yes. But as you read the gospel, that's what happens when you follow Jesus. Life isn't perfectly planned out, perfectly smooth. Everything's not perfectly in a row, no matter how much we try to be. God comes in and makes that adjustment a little bit, and it changes us. But you know, the grace of the Lord Jesus is with us. And so what else do we have to fear? With all that's going on in this world, we have nothing to fear as followers of Jesus. But we have to live into what we're required to do. Love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. If we do those things, everything else will be okay. I know it's not easy. And I know we've messed up along the way. You know, that's one of the fun things about reading the Gospels. Even the disciples don't get it right. Even the disciples mess up. Even the disciples fall short. And they had Jesus right there with them. But it didn't affect their story. They dusted themselves, learned from their experience, and grew and moved on. I love this line from C.S. Lewis. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Let's say that again. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. What if you changed your ending? What if you agreed to follow Jesus and live your life in such a way that the world knew it and saw it in every breath and every step that you took? And are you going to fall short? Yes, we all do. But remember, I, I, I love that question when the bishop asked the ordinance, are you moving on to perfection? And everybody kind of sits there and says, yes. Because we're moving on towards it. We're not there yet. We're far from it. Some of us a little closer than others. But until that day comes, we need to be reminded that the grace of the Lord Jesus is with us. We have nothing to fear. And that God is our Alpha and the Omega. And there's the book of Revelation. In a nutshell, don't worry about all that crazy stuff. Just know that the grace of the Lord Jesus is with us. And that's all you need to know about that. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. And we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.